Inside Chicago Government. ShyGov.com Y'all is just some trending rappers and you'll never make it far. As for me, I'm at it grinding and I'm always working on so long And they know me Welcome to another in a series of interviews about and sounds of Chicago government. I'm Dave Gloetz. In this episode, you'll hear part of the drama around council approval of leasing Chicago Housing Authority land to a billionaire's soccer team, which happened at the September 21 meeting of the full Chicago City Council. That's in the standard version you're about to hear. In the premium version of the episode, which you can get by subscribing at shygook.com, you can hear controversial zoning committee meeting in which the soccer team deal was originally approved after the committee had nixed the deal. Also in the premium version, you can hear how the city council's confirmation of Mayor Lori Lightfoot's choice for a new alderman in the 43rd Ward is leading to a showdown over council autonomy. And in the premium version, you can hear why and how a veteran Northwest Side alderman was waving a knife around in the September 21 meeting. All that comes with analysis from me and from my colleague, Chicago Reader columnist Ben Jarofsky. Here's the standard episode. We're going to talk about the September meeting of the full Chicago City Council, which took place on September 21. The piece we're going to listen to now involves a public housing complex called Abla Homes, which had about 3,600 units of affordable housing, all owned by the Chicago Housing Authority. It's on the south side near Ashland and Roosevelt. From 1997 to 2007, the Chicago Housing Authority, or CHA, demolished the high-rises in that complex and started cutting density by remodeling the low-rises, creating the as-yet-unfinished mixed-income community that the CHA calls Roosevelt Square. Under CHA's so-called Plan for Transformation, CHA put all the displaced residents on a wait list and it pledged to replace all the lost housing in various parts of the city. But CHA has reportedly not replaced most of the lost public housing units. Instead, it recently proposed to lease 26 acres of vacant land on the Abla footprint to the Chicago Fire Football Club, which most people know as soccer, which is owned by billionaire Joe Mansueto, and Mansueto wants to build an $80 million practice facility on that site. And this piece starts with the Zoning Committee Chair, Tom Tunney. Document number 02022-1838. I move passage of this item by the same motion, if there is no objection. There is no objection, so ordered. Well, there is an objector that is brought to my attention, and that is Alderwoman Haddon, I think Alderman Martin. There might be more, so and, uh, speak up. Uh, Alderman Vasquez, are you also a no on this? All right, so Martin Ramirez-Rosa, Gil Villegas, David, I think we should just do a, if you don't mind, okay. we should do a roll call vote. All right, wait, hold on a second. So I think we request for roll call. 
Mayor, uh, do we want to do we want to go roll call, or are we asking for some testimony from our colleagues? Alderman Irvin, do you wish to speak to this matter? I do not wish to speak to the matter. If there's going to be debate on the matter, yes. If we're just going to vote, we can just vote. The chair recognizes Alderman Moore. As this came up in committee yesterday, and one of the things I asked was that letters be presented from the LAC and the CAC, and those letters were presented. I was torn between doing what I believe is an issue that we have to address, which is homelessness and public housing, but also democracy. The residents of CHA has a local advisory council. They also have a central advisory council who they elect to represent them. And as much as I may want to be against something, democracy says you have to listen to the people that represent the people. Thank you, Madam President. Thank you, Alderman Moore. I believe there's been a request for a roll call. Alderwoman Taylor. The plan for a transformation has failed. They absolutely haven't built any housing, and they love doing land swaps without having actual land to actually build on. Myself sat on a CHA waiting list for 29 years. I have a kid that's 29 years old. And so what if I waited? Would me and my children be homeless? Would I have somewhere to stay? And so CHA has a responsibility to not only come to the council, but to do something different. They haven't done what they are supposed to do. And so I don't want to hold this against your constituents, but we got to be able to hold CHA accountable, and we haven't. Alderman Sixto Lopez. I think it's unconscionable not to take the time so that we can create more affordable and public housing. I'm glad to see that now we finally got the letters formally on record of the LAC. I do think it's important that we take our time to have, you know, deliberations on this matter. It is clear that the plan for transformation have failed. I tell you, in the Abla homes today, we have only delivered a third of what was promised. On top of that, this is the second private-public partnership that is privatizing land that should be used for public housing. I mean, I don't know why an extra month to have these conversations will be so horrible. So I'd like to move forward and ask that we defer and publish this item so that we have just an extra month so that we can discuss this matter. I think that that is a reasonable ask. Roll call vote. There's a roll call vote on the floor. People are asking questions. are going to allow people to comment. Right. And then we are going to move to a roll call vote. Right. Alderman Ramirez Rosa. As we look at this agreement between CHA and the Chicago Fire, I find that we haven't gotten the best deal possible for the people of the city of Chicago. Mansueto, the owner of Chicago Fire, is worth $5 billion. Despite that fact, we are entering into an agreement with him where at this moment in time, we're not going to get the type of housing and affordable housing that our communities need. Now I understand that Alderman Jason Irvin feels that this is a good deal. And I understand that we have a practice here of aldermanic prerogative, of member deference. But we have also set a precedent in this body that there are certain circumstances where a project is so important or where the cause that we're seeking to address, the issue we're seeking to address is so important that sometimes we have to have a citywide conversation about whether or not this is the best deal. Mansueto is worth a lot of money. We should be getting a lot more. We should be able to say, as a result of this trade, we are going to be able to build housing in communities where we would otherwise not be able to build affordable or public housing. And if it's in order, I will join my colleague, Alderman Byron Sigcho Lopez, in deferring and publishing this matter. I just want to observe at about half a minute in, the mayor says, I think if you don't mind, we should do a roll call vote. And about 10 seconds later, Chairman Tunney says, Mayor, do we want to go roll call or are we asking for some testimony? 
So later on, Alderman Sicho Lopez and Alderman Ramirez Rosa both say that they will do what's called a defer and publish, which means delay the vote on this for a month. But Tunney interjects at one point and says, no, we already have a roll call vote motion on the table, so defer and publish is not valid. But it sounded to me like the mayor called for a roll call vote. That's an interesting aspect of this train that's running down the track. And the last thing I'll say is it passed 37 to 11. Now the issue, the issue of uh, the CHA and the long, torturous matter of public housing in the city of Chicago. Books have written about about this. Lawsuits have been filed about this. Essentially, these high-rise enclaves, many of them were constructed in the 50s during the term of Richard J. Daley in order to maximize segregation, to keep black people out of white neighborhoods. That's why they were built, ladies and gentlemen. In the 1990s, Mayor Richard J. Daley's son, Richard M. Daley, said these high-rise constructs were unconscionable. They were just in poor shape. They were just, it was misery for the residents that lived there. So on behalf of the residents that live there, we're going to tear them down, have a plan for transformation, build new housing, lower scale housing, nicer housing, and then we're going to bring those residents back. Absolutely everybody in the know in the city of Chicago just rolled their eyes at that declaration because they knew that this was really a matter of getting poor people out of the city, getting them off desirable property, opening up that property for development. But Ben, they were put on a wait list for future housing. So they'll put them on a wait list. That's where they'll put them. They won't put them in a house. But this is a travesty. There's so much empty land in the city of Chicago where the Chicago Fire could build a practice facility. Why they got to put it on land that the CHA owns that's been designated or should be designated for replacement housing for the housing that was cleared away back in in the 1990s and early O's is absurd. The only reason they're doing it, in my humble opinion, is because that's where the fire wants to be and because the CHA and the powers that be do not want more poor people in that area. That's all we've got for this standard episode. If you'd like to hear the full-length premium version of the episode, including material not heard on any other podcast, please subscribe at shygov.com. Or if you're already a subscriber, log in at shygov.com, go to the Chicago menu, and choose City Council. As always, listeners, we welcome your comments, questions, and suggestions for future interviews. Using email, you can get those to us via comment at shygov.com. Using Facebook, go to facebook.com slash insidegov. And on Twitter, find us at C-H-I-G-O-V-T. I'm Dave Glowetz. Thanks for listening. Never gon' fall, no matter what no one tell me I'll always be standing tall cause I'm on